This is Ashley, and this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libation. This week in Mentor Moment, I wanted to remind you that it's time to do a health check, not with your body, but more with your career, and take the Mentor Me Career Health Assessment. It's a free health assessment that you can find right at my website at mentor-me.org backslash assessment. Um, when you go to that website, you'll type in your first name and your email address, and it will send you a free health assessment that goes through the most common things that high achieving professional women need to have to have a successful and fulfilling career. It'll ask you a series of questions about if you have them, if you know how to do the critical skills that employers are looking for, and it'll give you a score that assesses how healthy or not you are in your career right now. If you're doing well and you're fully healthy, it'll congratulate you and give you some strategies to maintain um, your healthy habits. If you're not doing so well, if your um, career health is in um, in a poor state, it'll give you some strategies about how to improve your career health right away. Also, when you get your score, you can DM it to me or email it to me and schedule a free call with me to talk about um, how to really advance your career in meaningful ways. So if you want insight and access to how healthy your career is right now, you can go to my website at mentor-me.org backslash assessment, and then um, take the assessment there, get your score, send me the score, let me know where you are, and you'll be able to schedule a free call with me to learn more about how I can support you in advancing your career. There is no better time for you to check in on the health of you and your career development than taking the Mentor Me free health assessment. Again, check it out today at mentor-me.org backslash assessment. This week in I Digress, I wanted to talk about the long-term effects of COVID-19 on your career. It's hard to believe <clears throat> that it's been um, three, more than three years since the height of COVID-19 landed on our uh, doorsteps in March of 2020, um, primarily in the U.S. Um, you know, three plus years from that, it feels like a really um, long time ago. It feels like another world ago. But the truth is, is that in everyday conversations with high achieving professional women, I see the long arm of COVID-19 and its impacts on so many professional women's career. So in today's the podcast, I wanted to talk about some of those long um, term implications, some of the long-term effects of COVID-19 on your career. And I wanted to free up any shame or guilt or awkwardness you feel about the pandemic's impacts on your career decisions to kind of free you up from that shame and give you a pathway forward, even if you're experiencing the long arm of COVID-19 on your career. So <clears throat> I first want to start by talking about some of the initial impacts of COVID-19 um, in 2020. So, you know, of course, um, you know, we remember spring 2020 that so many people um, were being laid off, so many people were being fired, so many businesses were shuttering their doors, um, you know, because people weren't going outside, people weren't shopping, people weren't traveling, so many industries were negatively impacted by that, and um you know, its immediate effects were uh, detrimental, right? Um, you know, people left their offices, they left city centers, you know, they, um, 
started to work from home at an increasing rate. You know, they had offices in their living rooms and at their tiny room tables and, you know, taking over the kids' playroom to build an office. Um, you see, uh, you saw immediately, you know, people looking for quote unquote recession proof jobs or, you know, jobs that, um, you know, required you to be in person like nursing, um, you know, so that they could maintain some kind of career stability. And even though those jobs were really dangerous, um, <clears throat> and really, you know, scary at the time, you know, lots of people were looking for that level of job security. Um, of course, you know, politics, um, were ever more prominent in the lives of people at work because there, unfortunately, were so many people who thought the health and safety of others was a political statement, you know, whether or not people wore masks in public, whether or not, you know, your employer had a COVID-19 um, vaccination mandate, you know, there were all these um, sort of uh, values-based decisions that employers were making or health and safety decisions that employers were making and those were impacting, you know, individual employees at a high level. Supervisors and leaders had to learn how to um, onboard and train and support remote teams, Employ employees and workers had to learn how to build relationships and build community and connection in a virtual environment. Um, <clears throat> there were real fears from people about, um, you know, if they could um, still produce um, remotely. And a lot of people found that remote work allowed them to be even more productive than they were in the offices, but that was sometimes hard to prove to an employer who, you know, really wanted to micromanage and see everything that an employee is doing. So all kinds of um, challenges there. And, you know, those immediate impacts, some of them have had some long-term effects. And so I think one of the most long-term effects um, is delayed departures. So, you know, when I speak with um, prospective mentees, you know, a woman sees my work on YouTube or sees my work on um, LinkedIn, or, you know, it gets a referral and wants to talk with me, one of the questions I ask is, you know, how long have you been wanting to find and secure a new job? How long have you, you know, been unhappy in your current job and know you wanted to make a transition? How long have you um, been looking for a job? And so often what I hear from women is before COVID, since before COVID. And that always shocks me because I'm like, oh my God, that was like four years ago. And I think that time has absolutely warped women's brains or not women's, just people's brains. Like time has warped, COVID has warped people's brains as it relates to time. You ask someone like something about last year and they're talking about 2019, just because the pandemic just warped so many people's sense of time and space and how long things take, right? Um, I did, uh, I, in my stories a couple, uh, like a week ago, I was talking about if you want to find and secure a new job by Halloween, the time for you to take action is now. And I was getting all these messages like, let people enjoy summer. You know, <laughs> you know, why are you fear mongering? I'm like, well, no, I mean, you know, on average, it takes eight to 12 weeks to find and secure a new job um, in this labor market. This is a really competitive labor market. Unemployment is down. A lot of people are still staying in jobs. And so it takes, you know, eight to 12 weeks and in eight to 12 weeks, it'll be Halloween. And I think that a lot of people were like, what? Oh, you're like, you know, but they didn't know that they don't recognize that it takes that long in, the, in many industries. And, and if we don't have an accurate sense of time, you know, we'll forever be kind of stuck and confused. And so um, <clears throat> I think that that's something important to note. And so <laughs> COVID led to this like delayed departure, right? This idea that 
you know, I'll just wait till COVID is over. I'll just wait until the kids go back in school full time. You know, I'll wait till people get back outside. And they've waited and they've waited and they've waited. And now it's 2023 and it's, you know, three plus years since the pandemic, but they still haven't made that transition out of a role that they know is longer, no longer serving them. Right. So this idea of delayed departures, maybe you were looking for a new job in late 2019. Maybe you were looking for a new job um, at the beginning of 2020. And, you know, maybe once the height of the pandemic you know, happened, you were like, you know what, I can't look for a new job now. I need to stay put. I need to stay where I am. I need to wait it out. And waiting it out has meant that you've seen other people leave. You've seen other people transition um, and you're still stuck, you know, where you were um, in 2019, early 2020. And so I think I'm seeing a lot of delayed departures. A lot of people, you know, to this day saying, you know, I've been looking for a new job for three plus years, but the advent of COVID really, you know, stalled out my job search. Um, You know, another phenomenon that I'm seeing that I I truly believe is a long uh, term effect of COVID is regrets for staying too long, right? Over and over and over again, I'm talking to women who that they're the last Mohegan standing, right? They're the, they're the last one standing, the last person at, at their employer. Everyone else has found a new job. Everyone else has transitioned. You know, they're picking up two and three people's jobs because, you know, so many people are abandoning, you know, toxic organizations and, you know, saying, you know what, life is too short. Like, I can't stay in this job. I saw, I lost people. You know, I need to prioritize my family. I can't, you know, stay in a job that isn't making me unhappy, but they haven't been able to make that transition. And so, they've now stayed too long. They, you know, their boss has found a new job. Their favorite coworkers found a new job. Half the department is gone and they're still there. Right. And so I'm regularly seeing that. And increasingly I'm seeing regrets for just staying too long. Um, and I think for a lot of women, it's, and it's not because of a lack of trying, right. So many folks that I talk to are, you know, um, you know, trying to put themselves out there. They're trying to go to networking events. They're letting people know, they're looking for a job, but they just don't have the support of mentorship. And I think that that is really impacting their inability to find and secure a new job. Um, and then the last impact that I'm seeing is just a lot of fear, right? You know, fear is probably the primary um, prohibitor for seeing high achieving professional women advance in meaningful ways. And it's not just the fear of COVID, which, you know, I think it's still serious, you know, people have fears of, you know, health implications, working closely with people in closed spaces, going to large scale events. I think there's still a lot of fear around that for people. Um, But I think moreover, it's like, you know, I saw the world blow up. I saw everything fall apart. And if my current job, even if I hate it because it's stable, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just going to put my head down and do the work. I'm just going to do the bare minimum to get by. Right. It's this fear of, um, a desire for more. Like, I don't even want to want more because if I want more and I don't get more, then I'm going to be so hurt. I'm going to be so disappointed. I'm going to be so sad, right? So there's this delay of even wanting. It's this delay of even desiring. Um, it's this fear of, of desiring because we don't want to let our own selves down. So, and then I think it's fear of <clears throat> having to learn something new, having to go into a new environment. You know, maybe you trauma bonded with, um, you know, the people that you work with, maybe you all have experienced the same, you've gone through the same things, you've gone through some heartaches and some pains together. And you recognize that these are people that you've built a relationship with, even if it's not a healthy relationship. And, you know, you're inclined to stay there, because at least you know that you all have struggled together. And so 
Um, I think that the long-term effects of COVID-19 are serious and they're real. And, you know, I, I remember in 2021 and in 2022 being like, oh my gosh, I'm so over COVID. I'm so over talking about COVID. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to hear anything else about it, but I think that we have to check in with ourselves and really be aware and acknowledge the real impacts of the long-term effects of a global pandemic. And there's so many on your career. And I, I wish I should point out too, that it's not just um, the impacts, uh, you know, for you personally, right? Like, you know, delayed departure or the regrets for staying too long or the fear that maybe is keeping you stuck, but the world of work is changing, right? Employers um, are still back and forth about if they want employees to work remotely in hybrid schedules, you know, there's still, um, you know, some, you um, manufacturing shortages and, 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 and delayed um, shipping and, and things, people getting things on time. There's still so many, um, you know, gaps in what supervisors and employers expectations are for time off and flexible work schedules and things like that. So the world of work is changing too. Um, and, you know, you don't want to let the world slip by and you continue to suffer from the long-term uh, effects of COVID-19 um, without your consent, right? Like you want to like recognize that there are effects, recognize that you still may be delayed and do something about it, right? Like you don't want to stay stuck there. So I invite you um, to do that health assessment that I talked about at the beginning, go through that and just check in, like how healthy am I? I remember, you know, people were buying respirators at the beginning of COVID-19 just to check to make sure that they were breathing, um, you know, that their breath output was appropriate. Like that, that's what you could be doing right now in your career um, is to take that health assessment, see how healthy you are, see what you know, see where you have gaps and fix the gaps so that you um, don't let your career go down the drain, right? Um, and fight back the long-term effects of COVID-19 on your career. Don't let it ruin you. Don't let um, don't let it ruin you. Um, it doesn't have to, and you, you can, you can fight back. You can challenge, um, this pandemic to impact on your career. So if, um, this was helpful, definitely let me know. Feel free to send me a DM, um, rate the episode five stars and let's, um, challenge the long-term effects of COVID-19, um, so that it doesn't ruin your career. And I digress. Last but not least on TVT, I want to talk about And Just Like That on Max, the Sex and the City spinoff. Um, so if you're not caught up, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but I'm excited um, to share that I recently caught up over the weekend and um, I'm so thrilled to announce that Miranda and Che have broken up. I really, really, really hate Che as a character. It She is, uh, or they are one of the most um, annoying characters on TV I've ever experienced in my life. The selfishness, the selfishness, the lack of self-awareness, um, the immaturity. I mean, it's just, it's, it, Che is a horrible, horrible person and a horrible, horrible character. And I feel like they ruined Miranda. Miranda was always strong and smart and um, sexy and stern and a little critical, but firm. And Miranda absolutely became such a wishy-washy, awkward person um, on And Just Like That. And I think that that was almost all Che's influence. 
And quite frankly, I don't like how Miranda was treating Steve because uh, we stand our Brooklyn bartender. And so, yeah, like I'm excited to announce that on one of the most recent episodes, they broke up. Um, I could not be more happy. Miranda is putting herself back out there. She is dating. I'm excited to just see her explore that. And um, yeah, I'm just so thrilled that that relationship is over. And ah, I'm so excited because Aiden is back. Shout out to Aiden Shaw. So excited to know that he's back. So excited to see what happens with this relationship. I really hope that Carrie doesn't break his heart because I am ready to box. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to like watch them date. And I had a realization um, a couple episodes ago and I was um, telling my partner about this. So like I've been, I was, I really, the first season of And Just Like That was just not that great. Like I didn't really love it. Um, the second season has been better, but I think I kept getting annoyed with the show because I was like, why is Kate Carrie dating around? Like, why isn't she finding anybody? Like she, this guy doesn't work out. This guy doesn't work out. Like I was so annoyed when she broke up with the podcast producer, because I was just like, what is going on here? Like, why is this relationship working out? And then I realized, oh my goodness, I forgot what sex in the city was about. The whole point of sex in the city was sex and dating and relationships and her kind of recycling these men, you know, whatever, like she didn't stay with anybody. And that was fun. And that was the point. And that was like, you know, test these people out, see if you like it. And if not, move on. And I think that I am like very much settled in my old lady status in my like married lady status. I'm like, find someone here who settled down. But that's not the point of this show. Like the whole point is to date around. And so, yeah, I think I'm finally like remembering what the show is about. I'm finally reminding myself like why I love this show. Um, and like not putting my own like, old married lady energy into a show that's just so fun and so quirky about women and relationships and dating. Um, so yeah. So if, if you have been hung up on that, just know that, um, you're not the only one like, yeah, like that is where I was stuck. And yeah, just remember that the show can be so much fun when you kind of take some of the married find your one pressure off of it. Um, so that wraps up TVT and that wraps up this week's episode of School My Life. Thanks so much for listening. So grateful for this community. So grateful um, to come into this space and share insight every single week um, on the podcast. Hard to believe we're already at August 2023. Um, and I'm excited for what the rest of this year will bring. Thanks so much for listening. School's out. Fine. Dismissed.